0: One. Have we ever discussed the Friday-Monday indicator? The propensity of the market to end the Friday, end the week on the extreme. And then you get follow-through. You get follow-through, right? Well, sometimes there's a fade. And that's what we have going on today. They bought the dip on Friday. How long will it continue? We'll talk to Tim Quast about it at 8.35. And, chat, I need your help. I think Dennis and Mitch are still sleeping. And it's pre-market prep on a Monday.
1: Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep with your host, Joel O'Connor. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis did. I'm bidding a penny. I'd buy that stock for a penny. With everything you need to start your trading day.
0: All right, let's get the show on the road. We're in the green by 12 and three quarters handles, 45, 10, 75. The buck is up a quarter, at 102.09. Bonds in the red, but a little over half a point, 121 and 1230 seconds. Crude, a buck off the highs of the session, is now down 63 cents at 82.19. Gold in the red by 660, 1969.40. Silver in the red. Triple on a percentage basis down twenty-four cents at twenty-three forty-eight. Bitcoin futures are currently trading in the green. Oh boy, look at that upper right chart. Consolidation, building support up $75 at 29165 Well, triple D, uh, I go three and a half years without uh seeing you in person and uh Boy, oh boy, thanks for that uh, thanks for that steak dinner on Saturday night, man. That was a lot of fun.
2: we had We had a good night. I came to the D. I think Money Mitch maybe even have a picture for us. Yes, he does. Prime and proper, downtown Detroit. Great steakhouse. We'll give you some props there. They put together you're looking at twenty-eight days aged meat behind us. Is that how no no mask before? in
1: there? No mask required? No COVID restrictions. You no, know,
2: last time I was in the States, you couldn't go yeah. anywhere. You couldn't do anything. Now yeah, no, you're good to go. Good to you go. Could, you you know, the just, they didn't eh? ask for a vax card or anything, so good to go.
0: Yeah. <laughs> actually the
2: border was pretty busy but i got lucky and kind of just flew through there so three questions guard didn't ask me too much that was the first time i was in the states in three years right there which is a crazy thing to think about because obviously i used to cross regularly and uh yeah so i you know obviously I moved five hours from the border there a little while ago so I've been meaning to get down to windsor detroit there but then wanting to see joel because i haven't seen joel in a long time so yeah we took joel out did some steak dinner Joel and his wife. It was a great night.
0: Yeah, it was fun. It's well, fun. All right. That's, DDD uh... has
2: gained a little weight. I'll tell you, I gained a little weight <laughs> after that steak meal. What did we have? The 40-ounce ribeye?
0: Uh, well, we – we no, it was – wasn't it the – I think we went with the ribeye. Was the porterhouse? Tomahawk. Tomahawk, tomahawk ribeye. Yeah, yeah.
2: We went with the tomahawk yep. ribeye. And the reason oh, I look – at I like like the God tomahawk. Is control is skinny. Joel's I look fat in that picture. That's Joel's a
0: bad ripped, shirt. man. I do see a little I bit of belly. <laughs> i always fat. I should have, I should have sucked it in a little bit, but we uh... gotta
1: get you swimming in that lake or something, Dennis, because <laughs> oh, you know Joel's, Joel, Joel's doing us I've wrong been, over here, man.
2: I've been trying to start running a little bit there, but yeah, <laughs> the problem is, you know what, my problem is kids for oh. the six-year-old and the eight-year-old kids. they just demand like oh yeah dairy queen let's go for ice cream oh yeah let's go to mcdonald's oh yeah let's go you know wendy's a
0: nice frosty you
2: can't I mean, and mad. i like that stuff they like <laughs> it so you end up doing it the kids kill the dog. doesn't
0: mean you have to order something just because they get. it. you know how
2: hard them? it is to go to dairy queen hey. and your kids are all ordering ice cream and you get nothing and then what happens is natalie's full So she only eats half. Oh, and you gotta eat the rest of it. So then I'm eating an ice cream and a half. Oh,
1: you know. So then you're
2: really in trouble. Yeah, that's what does it. That's what happens.
1: All right, let's get to the market. Let's do a little recap of last week. So we're gonna do a little recap of last week here. Uh, Last week, a sequence of events, of course, included the policy change at the Bank of Japan, a U.S. debt downgrade. News of increased bond assurance led to a surge, of course, in long-term bond yields impacting the equity markets negatively. Through a slowdown, of course, of U.S. job growth offered temporary relief, experts are still worried about the rapid bond market shifts. Uh, Goldman Sachs highlighting concerns about raising back-end rates affecting equities as the markets recently focused on growth rather than their valuations. The yield increase could lessen the chance, though, of another Fed rate hike as tightening financial conditions might serve the Fed's purpose. So we'll keep on watch to see what happens in the bond market. Of course, last week we got the start of a correction. Is there more to come? Yes.
2: Yes. I think so. And we've talked about this and we have had this absolutely right since last Thursday, another key reversal on Friday. So here everybody's like, oh, the bulls are back by the dip Friday morning. Everything's good. And I was like, I'm selling more stocks. And I said, I think it's a good ride to sell more stocks into." I sold two more stocks on the long-term portfolio. I just think you got to be taking profits here because I think we've run a long ways. All the stuff still applies and the trading action from Friday makes me more convicted. I mean, we rug pulled that thing, Joel, around one o'clock and we dropped 60 handles. And it was looking like a great day before that. So like I said, the buy the dippers, and for the most part, people don't catch on quickly. The buy the dippers are still lurking. They're like, oh, you just buy the dip, you make money because you know that's what's worked in the last six months. What's worked lately is what, you know, it's hard to break that mentality. But you know what breaks mentality? Losses. And people who are buying the dip, are now starting to get punished. I, do I think we're going into a recession, or do I think you know we're going to depression, or I think the bear market? No, I not mean, We were downtown Detroit. Joe's packed, yeah, it was packed. It was busy. Summerslam yeah. was on. It was busy. So I think like you know this, you know ah, you know we're we're you know we're going to the bear market. We're going to re- eventually retest the October lows. I think that's probably not happening. But we are so overbought. You know, we don't just go straight up. You know, what was the NASDAQ up in the first half? Like, her first, like, six months, their their seven, six and a half months. What were we at? 35% or something? What do yeah. you guys want? That's a huge gain. I don't know. Huge gain.
0: Uh-huh. Huge. So, yeah. I just think and, we need a cool-off period. And all those people do is complain. You know? They just complain about that, you know, about the economy, that this, that, the markets. I mean... If you're going to complain now, we ended the year at two sixty six twenty eight in the triple Qs, and uh, as of the close on Friday, we're at three seventy two. That's in the triple Qs. That's just uh, that's the it's big been a little... huge
2: run, you and don't... you're paying premium prices for all these stocks now. Definitely at the end of 2022, because we had a year and a half bear market. End of 2022, there was a lot of stocks that were just flat out oversold. You know, like we talked about, like the upstarts going from 400 to, what, 10 bucks. I mean, everything was just massively oversold. We even talked at the end. That we th- I thought there was going to be a January effect relief pop. Go back and look at my tweets from December. I was calling you, and people say I called Tesla wrong. But the last week, I was calling for a January pop. I thought we'd get a few weeks where we'd have a relief pop and all these names. That relief pop just has continued for the first seven months of the year. It's now completely overdone, that's all. So I think we need a cool off period, and I think I'm right, and I think the market is showing that we're right here. So I think rallies continue to be sold here, not saying you have to sell out all your long-term investments, but I think if you're 100% invested on margin in this, I think it's prudent to raise some cash here because we're overbought when the stocks aren't cheap.
0: You know, you made a comment uh, last week and um and also our our guests have made the same kind of comments too and and it's regarding like you know the refinancing and how like housing's just ripping right now right i mean because there's no one selling because they can't move but like you talked about a guy that has like a really low rate and you know he's got a nice house and he's sitting on it you know when when is his term going to come up you know 24 25 i mean there are and i think that's what the uh the Fitch report and when i read through it again they're you know they're not looking at the now you know they're looking at you know looking a little bit farther out i talked to i talked to dana my uh, older daughter bought a house and she bought it during covid she's got a 30 year at 2.7
2: you know, that's unbelievable it's unbelievable that they do this in the us they do not do this in canada and they don't do it in a lot of other countries give out these 30 year fixed Canada is typically five-year fixed. That's what they give out because it's too much risk for the banks. The banks honestly are smarter in these other countries, and this is why the U.S. went through this financial crisis that they did. The bank's lending is crazy. Who lends money? What is her 30-year fixed? 2.7. Who lends money for
1: 30 years at 2.7%? Who does that? When you have a backing like the Fed does where they can just print money and let it go burr. Doesn't matter anymore, Dennis. But, you but it does because we
2: saw what happened in the regional banking crisis. And you obviously it, saw the regionals, smaller banks that you know had a, significant troubles, and some went belly up here. I mean, so, but how
1: many went belly up?
2: Yeah, two well, out, of like 500 up? out of like five
1: hundred out of six hundred regional banks, or something like that. Is it over
2: though, Mitch? Is it really I, over? That's the question, right? We I mean, don't know that either. We don't so know we don't that know either, those but... banks, I mean, you look at a key bank here. It's not like the stock is popping off at all-time highs. The reason this thing's at 11 bucks, because they probably got some of those long-term mortgages on their bucks. bad land. The <laughs> stock didn't do that would be a hell of a lot higher.
1: The thing is we created another housing, housing kind of bubble. Right? Look at toll brothers. Look at Toll Brothers, man. If you guys don't feel like there's a there's this this is also Toll true. Toll brothers I
2: mean. is, is, is the beneficiary here though. Yeah they're the beneficiary yeah, yeah, yeah. and they're gonna keep because there's no supply because nobody's moving. Your mm-hmm. daughter's not gonna move and have to refinance at seven percent. She's there, right, Joel? She's uh-huh. gonna sell her house, yep. move. So there's no supply. So you know we did we we dropped the ball on that, you know, a year ago. I did not foresee, you know, how this was all gonna play out. You just think mm-hmm. higher rates and you think it's going to, you know, knock everything down, especially home builders. But when there's nobody moving because they're all locked in at low rates, that kills the supply, which means you got to build more homes to fit that demand. So they're the beneficiary of all yeah. this, but it's a completely different story in other countries. And, you know, the, the point you were making, Joel, originally, is I was at the dinner with the gentleman and his mortgage up in a year and a half. And I I talked about this on Friday. And he's going to, you know, he's locked in like 2.1. I have a mortgage. I set on my rental property. 1.64% I'm locked in. I was locked in for five years though. So, I mean, I've got like a year and a half left on it. So, when that year and a half comes up, I have the luxury that I have some money. So, I'm probably just going to turn around and pay most of it off if it goes up to 6-7%. But most people don't have that luxury. So, you know, I just figure why I'm not going to borrow and I'm going to go pay it off now. one64 It's for like free money basically because you can take the 1.64% and 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 put in a GIC risk free money like 5.3 5.4% but i mean when these people start coming up other countries could have a few issues us not having those issues but again the way canada's getting around it is they're extending the bloody amortizations so you know you got okay uh, my mortgage is up i'm going from 2% to 7% i'm not going to be able to make those payments what do i do banker Well, take your 25-year AM to a 35-year AM, and
0: away you go, and you go buy your new car. (laughs) Catching on over there in Canada. They
2: find ways around it. They find ways around it. So the banks are just basically undoing everything the Fed has been doing. Obviously, that's, you know, and and, and the car loans, same thing. We took them from 5-year AMs to 10-year AMs. We've talked about this stuff on the show. This is what keeps the party going. They're just borrowing more, extending out those amortizations, let their grandkids pay for their houses. That's how it's working. Well, so man, it's no, no. hard to get really super duper bearish here when banks just continue to find ways to give money to people who really can't afford it.
1: Well, let's go to Warren Buffett. Maybe he can... Lend us some money, right? Uh, let's take a look here. Berk B EPS here at $4.62 beats a $3.87 estimate. Sales at $92.5 billion beat the $82.12 billion estimate. Seems like it wasn't that bad. Uh, looks like 74% increase in Berkshire Hathaway's earnings from insurance underwriting to $1.25 billion. These earnings swelled because of GEICO. Uh, is, of course, a part of Berkshire Hathaway's group and was able to slash expenses. So, Geico helping out. This Berk pop, It when Berk ever pops on
2: earnings, it's just because you're not finding out new information, really, or anything. Oh, yeah, they had a good quarter, but it's not like a stock. They own a bunch of stocks. And somebody made the point. You know, if you put your money in Berk, you're putting a half in Treasuries and half in Apple. So it's just at that point where... It's, you know, obviously conservative value investing. But I mean, here is it sitting at all time highs. Are they buying Burke on this report, and like it's going to go up three sixty. I don't think so. I think it's the same story. I think you fade it.
0: Sorry, what about, Warren. I love what you, it, Warren. Not long
2: term. I'm not saying short Berkshire Hathaway long term, but we run a long ways here too. Value stocks could eventually start getting hit as well. So, and when you see Burke up one point four three percent, and the spy it's... only up 025 percent. It's just it's a it's a fund. It's an ETF, basically, is what it is. You know, it's not obviously in trade, like but it's closed end fund. So I mean, what one point four three percent, spies up 025 percent. Some arbitrage in here. I'm sure there's some arbitrage players probably shorting it, buying spy against it, thinking it comes in. Maybe not today, but maybe tomorrow, or maybe the next day. I think it closes back
0: in too. Uh, what about that? Uh, remember we talked? Oh boy, he had too much Apple. Yeah, Warren has too much Apple. He
2: doesn't. You're yeah, and he doesn't yeah. care. And he's yeah. been right yeah apple's right there near all-time highs i mean look at the buffett main stocks can you bring up the list of all like and and he's been unbelievable you know what he's done i mean you have to bring
0: it up i mean bring up the main bring up his like top 10
2: holdings i could do do that i
0: I could almost do it at the top of my head Um, it's apple Apple. number one
2: apple had a really bad day on friday but here's the forgiveness i mean on Burke on friday Eh, it sold off a little bit on it. You know, yeah, it did sell off, but not nearly as bad as Apple. I mean, it's 40% of the bloody portfolio. You'd think it would like sell off a lot more than that. Now, again, this is his stocks. because he has some private companies too. So it's a little bit, you know, like it doesn't, it's not all Burke is 46% of so his stock portfolio because he has some private assets as well. And I don't believe that that's accounted for in this. So if you really figure that out, it's not quite, you know, up that, at that high, but it's a huge, like compared to the second holding Bank of America at nine, He is heavily weighted. Apple. Apple had a terrible day.
1: Why own anything else other than Apple? If you want to trade with Buffett, just trade Apple. Just buy Apple. Invest in Apple.
2: And maybe buy the dip. Apple had a real, maybe we should make this conversation. We should talk Apple in a minute here because Apple had a really bad day. It opened, people buying the dip on Apple, guaranteed down four bucks and buying the dip on Apple and closes down nine. You know, there are people getting punished for that. It's bouncing here this morning. Probably, you know, Buffett helped. But it, and the market's up a little bit here, too. Go back to the top holdings, though, and let's just look let's at them just curiously. Because you got Berkshire basically at an all-time high. Apple's not at an all-time high, but it's not far off. Bank of America is not even close to all-time highs. Like, Bank America's been a pretty much disaster. Yeah, but he bought that five box 50. in his
0: bathtub when 31. he was American Express
2: is not far from all-time highs, 199 165 but not really that close coca-cola yeah you know i don't like staples chevron's way off its all-time high look look at the
1: average buy price that will also help here understand where he got it it's not exact right it's an average but
2: yeah but again that's irrelevant because the investors who are buying it today are buying at these prices they're not buying it at those prices so i mean he's a fantastic investor yeah but if you're arguing like it, he's. I wonder where the Burke is trading. We should find out, because there's ways to find that out, where the NAV is on Berkshire Hathaway. Because it's a hell of a lot lower. NAV is the net asset value yeah, like the, of, of the, the holdings. Website. And it is a hell of a lot lower than where the stock is trading. You get the Buffett premium in there. But you can see, a lot of his stocks are not at all-time highs. Yet, Berkshire Hathaway is at an all-time high. And that's just you know a lot of love for Warren as well.
0: Uh, just looking at the ETF and uh, giving the reset. uh, boy, that's a big move. Usually doesn't move five bucks. It even snuck into the two fifty-seven handle earlier. But uh, I'm just gonna focus on that. that. Wow, that high from yesterday. Wow, that's way up there. And ooh, two sixty-four seventy-seven. Is that the daily? Oh no, I'm looking at Tesla. What the heck's wrong with me? I don't think it would get that I don't high. Know what you're looking at? I don't know. You're what telling I'm looking us you're at.
1: sleepy. You're sleepy. Wake
0: up. 355, folks. There you go. 350.
1: All right, all right. I'll wake you boys up. I'll get you awaken here. Let's go and let's talk a little bit about. I know you what you two are doing this weekend. Tell the truth. You guys were watching Barbie, baby, as uh Barbie movie from Warner Brothers Discovery is on track to hit $1 billion at the Global Box office. CNBC is reporting that. And this achievement, of course, is gonna bring Greta uh gerwig the the film's director the first solo female director to achieve this feat so shout out to the women out there uh, especially women directors taking over here barbie what's going on guys did you guys go watch it together uh my my wife took
2: my kids i think it was thursday night last week so she did see it she said it was pretty good um she said it was a lot of like sexual innuendo like the kids aren't gonna grab that but it was like not i mean like they had to make think.
1: it for adults too Dennis. that's what she the said you wanted to go not watch like
2: it. think like this like she like it was cute and my daughter six-year-old loved it but i mean it was she felt it wasn't fully even for kids so it, she it, was it, like, created oh. for
1: all ages remember the remember the also the rating also it's not rated g um what is it I rated, that's Another, I, I think it i think it's pg in PG, here. And yeah. so it, it's not rated just for like right it's let's just be honest and i think that they kind of had to include a little bit to have some adults go watch it right and so maybe that's what it uh, is are we gonna get little...
0: in trouble for this mitch for the, the, no uh, you're
2: just showing a trailer. we're advertising for their show we're just
0: showing a trailer this is the
1: trailer it's it
0: TV looks like trailer.
2: i want to watch it it looks pretty but, fun actually <laughs> I,
0: I, uh my the trade is over my checks Sorry. on the ground are saying it's it's it's, it's uh it's pretty uh controversial. Is uh my checks on the ground? That's what they're telling me. I
2: like, I think you're getting a Mattel pop here because there was some numbers that came out that looked pretty good over the weekend here, and it's popping up here. I think the pop probably gets fade here again. You got major overhead supply twenty one. The catalyst in the run up to the event is now gone. We knew them the the movie was going to be do, doing pretty good. WBD had a day though on Friday. I don't know what happened on WBD on Friday. So, squeeze, you know, that's a man. different story than Mattel. Is there something else happening there? Because no, I find that hard to believe that that was off Mattel
1: This, is, this is Barbie squeeze. They're just squeezing it. Then. Is that is what it is? is it's Barbie squeeze? It's the Barbie squeeze, man. Nobody was uh,
2: thinking about WBD. No, they were already.
1: In- they were already. It's just what I think it was. It was sleepy. And somebody went big on it. Somebody went big on it here. Because it has it's been sleepy for now. It never since-
2: ran up into yeah, it it didn't w- really run B- up like mattel it. everybody's talking mattel mattel ran up into the report you know you had um you know the dumb money show talking about it like everybody a lot that was probably chris camille was one of the first all over the mattel trade i mean it had a big move but not that many people talked about the wbd you talked about it mitch
1: yeah um, it
2: may so maybe it is the sleepy trade but i find that almost feels like a headline or something on friday because that was a really outside move also you got to give them all the- wbd close enough to
1: you got to give them a little bit of the benefit of the doubt, too. I don't think anybody thought it was going to cross this one billion mark. And so this is a production studio, right? WB production right now with the kind of strike that's going on. This makes their production studio look really good while the other ones are struggling. Um, So that's another thing that I think comes in here and helps. Now that Barbie now that they made the Barbie movie probably looked at a little bit
0: better that they could come out with another good movie after this. I mean, this is such a, you know, forget about all the movies, forget what they're doing, forget the history of the stock of uh, WBD. This has to get above 2070. You have a move like you had March. You're under 15 bucks. Yeah. I'm talking Mattel here. I said this ahead of the report. I mean, you had, look at all the lows that you had in that area. It was, it was defended, defended, defended. Which number? Mattel, the 27. I know Mattel. Yeah, six levels. Six levels. Yeah, but are you saying
2: 27? No, what level are you saying? 27D. 27D. Okay, you got me messed up because I heard 27. So 2070. Okay. It's okay. above there right now, Joel. Okay. I- I look I, at its
0: resistance. I say, yeah. I think
2: so, too. I think you're selling the Mattel pop here today. I'm sorry. I just, I think a lot of people were in this trade, and I don't think the people get out fast enough. And I think there's going to be people on the other side that get hurt on this trade. I think it could end up back at 18 or 19. So I just see the catalyst being gone now. This is the aftermath. And yeah, we're going to say, maybe the numbers are going to be really good for Mattel. So maybe when it comes around like to report months. next quarter. But well, it's three months away, exactly. So I, I just think that, you know, maybe the WBD is squeezing, like Mitch says. I don't think that's happening, Mattel.
0: Dennis, watch your bids here. It seems uh, we're leaking here. Nothing alarming or anything. We did uh. We are 16 points off the high of the session. The thing I mentioned at the beginning of the show um, about the propensity of the market to finish the, the week, either on at one extreme, the higher or the low. Well, we definitely finished at the low end of the week. Actually, lowest we've been in about uh, just over a month. But the Bulls have, as we speak right now, the Bulls, the Bulls. have defended that low. But I, that's an important level. Not much underneath uh, that low from Friday. But so far... The Bulls waking up, defending uh, defending the S&Ps early.
1: And I just want to mention there really quickly, we don't got to get into too much of it, but CNK also getting a lift on this. A yeah. lot of analyst notes on that one. So keep your eyes on Cinemark if you see that getting the lift on this. That one's not on here too, but yeah now i want to move us over to Stage therapeutics and um looks like of course uh, not doing the best here they're really getting destroyed man this is why i can't do these biotechs and uh, personally i stay away from these no matter what just the risk and return yes there could be a return that can make me but there's a lot of returns here that can break me eps here at a two dollar loss two dollars and sixty eight cents loss uh misses. Also, the estimate of $2.55 and at a loss there. Sales also missing here. And then, of course, plummeting after the FDA declines their drug here um, for what they were the per- intended purpose here. So, Sage really getting hit hard. It's hard
2: to trade a biotech technically because the amount of random news that hits, I mean, especially if you're taking them overnight, I've always said, like, I'm even scared, like, you know, on arbitrage trades or anything like that, it's just like one stock can really make or break you. I'm even scared to trade them after hours a lot of times because, you know, you see, oh, yeah, it's coming off. And then, you know, all of a sudden, well, there's a trial coming or there's something, you know, or somebody knows something ahead of time. I mean, holy mackerel, this is just a disaster today. And they had something approved here, too. Part of it was approved and then part of it wasn't approved. I don't follow the company close enough or these drugs close enough. To know, like, what you know, the revenue sources, but well, this is a huge shellacking for Sage. You're now breaking down to, I don't even know, my chart doesn't even go back far enough here. Is this an all time oh, low. You're below
0: the COVID low.
2: Are we all time lows on Sage? Uh,
0: I don't know how long this has been around. I'm going yes. back on another,
2: I'm going out back on my other platform. This yes. one goes back 10 all years. It's a new 10 time. year low. No, but we're going to go back further here. I don't Are think it's low? been
0: around that long. I think yeah. it so it's going to be at...
2: a new all time
1: low. Yeah. Well,
0: yeah.
2: Guys,
1: I got you. All time low. For sure all-time low for sage wow you're below 2014 levels and that went to 24 25. yep i mean it's gonna off.
2: open with a one billion dollar it was two billion dollar market cap when it closed it's gonna open with a one billion dollar market cap on this thing so this is now just speculative money the sage ugliest head and shoulders i've ever speculation seen <laughs> now like I'm, it's a lottery ticket it's a zero or it's something
0: Look at this thing, tank pre covid This is the ugliest too. head and shoulders
1: pattern I've ever seen I, in my life. Yeah,
0: it's like a head and shoulders, head and shoulders, <laughs> head and shoulders on top of head and shoulders. Uh, but just uh, you know, just being my contrarian self. If I was uh, short the stock, I would be saying to myself, "Man, I don't think I'm going to get this at the pre market low at sixteen ninety nine. That's just." You know, down 48%. I don't know, company going out of business, but. We we, that, we don't yeah. know if that's.
2: They like, got part of the drug approved. Part of me yeah. wants to buy the dip on this. Part of me wants to buy the dip. Oh, yeah. But I've been burned so badly buying the dips on beating down biotech names. That like one spitting twice shy. I'm like three times shy to buy the dip. Like naturally you think, oh yeah, you know, this is part of it got approved. It's not that bad. Let's buy this dip. Well, that was at 20, and then 19. Now it's in the 18s. Like you said, it got down to the 16s. It's bounced a bet. Ooh, this is just scary. I can't touch this. High time, risk. Man. High risk, high reward. We'll say that. That's a there, good summary. High risk, high yeah, reward. Yeah,
0: high risk, high reward. And you have people that know a lot more about these stocks. That's the, yeah,
2: That's been, the problem. Adam Fierstein, yeah. who we've had on the show a lot, he follows these companies. You know, we can get some commentary. We could bring Adam back on. We haven't had Adam on the show. I've in a tried. Long time.
0: I've tried. He's, He's busy, us. man. Yeah. We might try. Again. He,
2: Adam used to come on all the time.
0: Yeah. Adam so. ghosted us. And um, who is that other guy that uh, the retail guy? Pro, reach out to Adam
2: again. When's the last time you reached out to Adam? You reach out, Dennis. He's really good on our show.
0: I, Dennis, you're the, you the, you the. You want me to reach guy. out to Adam? Yeah, we'll, you're we'll, we'll get him on,
2: though. guys. Yeah, Dennis, why get, on you do and Mitch will try to hunt him down, Adam oh, yeah. He's he come that, on our <laughs> show back like three, four years ago. He's coming on once a month. He's been on our show a lot. Adam Christine's we'll a good, good guy, but sometimes the problem is these guys get so big that they get exclusives, and we're not allowed like they don't want to come. Yeah, I know. Well, well, the companies that they're working for sometimes won't let them. Yeah, so, that's how it goes. Um, so it's not even them. Sometimes, sometimes the companies that they're working for. I don't know if that's the case with Adam, but Adam Fierstein, he's 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 a gem, man. He knows his stuff. I that well, just happened let's...
0: recently with a, a female uh reporter big time. She started following me on Twitter. I'm like, wow, she looks smart, good articles. And I said, Hey, you wanna come on? She's like, sure. And then I'm like, I sent her a date and she's like, Oh, I'm sorry, I can't I'm, I can't come on your show. You guys are getting too popular and everything. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I think you're getting too pop- we're not this. <laughs> The right, I'm gonna
1: reel you in today. Bring you guys us back, are, uh, yeah. Brands all left and right. Let's do multiple topics without a rant. Let's go, guys. No. All right. I'm waking Tyson you up, Mitch.
0: Joe Mitch was like,
1: <laughs> oh, Joe, you got me awoke now. All right. <laughs> you got me woke. <laughs> Tyson woke. Foods here. Uh, let's see oh, the chicken. More chicken. Chicken. Oh, no, 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 no. It looks like they're eating less chicken because, man, you're getting destroyed right now. Q3 adjusted EPS. Out of 15 cents, misses the 34-cent estimate. Sales of $13.14 billion, misses the $13.78 billion estimate. Not looking good here for Tyson Foods.
2: Oh, man. It seems like Tyson always disappoints. Look at last quarter, from 60 to 50. And then the three-day rule, I got to wait three days. Look at the perfect three days that bounced on the third day. Oh, wow. You got to think it comes to 52. I don't know. Like, I start thinking, well, 50 again. Tyson Foods. And again, consumer staple, 3.69% dividend. Earnings weren't great. Treasury's sitting there with a 52 or 5.5% yield, depending on how far you're going out. That's an alternative there. So Tyson Foods, only 15 cents missing earnings and stuff. Safer and better places for your money than Tyson Foods. No, yeah. thank
0: you. Yeah, we didn't order any chicken on Saturday night. I don't even know if they had chicken on the menu. That's what happened. Yeah, right you don't order there.
2: chicken at a steakhouse, that's for sure. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Man, this fifty-two area—you are thinking? Yeah, there was a couple lows at fifty-one twenty that area, but maybe hold out over the next couple of days. This is the only area multiple uh, lows uh, under fifty bucks. I caught—you know—I'd be tempted at forty-nine fifty much more than I would at fifty-two ten. You know, to, to see just because you had multiple lows in that area. And then I always forget what's Pilgrim's Pride. PPC. P-P- PPC. ppc do you have any other chicken stocks
1: no, um, that's a,
0: no. archer
1: daniels archer daniel no. midland
0: hey, hey, that's no. the chicken do they got no. chicken no they're, doing, no they're doing a lot better How's no beyond tyson's meat and
2: ppc are the two big ones
0: how's beyond meat doing huh, quiet we haven't mentioned that we don't even talk about their earnings or anything well oh, beyond me let's just oh, say boy. i've been
1: i've been trying to short beyond Meat since 200 so I'm going to stay with that
0: one. That you that's should be done by now. Fake meat,
1: fake profits, man. That's what I say. But hey, I'll keep moving. Let's go to some notable notable analyst ratings today. So we're going to run through some of these really quickly. Wait, before First
0: we do up, that, oh, I'm sorry. Remember yeah. when CalMine Foods had that absolutely crazy quarter, Dennis? Mm-hmm. Remember that? Was that yeah, last quarter? Yeah, the
2: LM. They were they, killing it. That stock's it, way down from there.
0: What happened? Was it just what quarter was it? They like,
2: where are their earnings the now egg?
0: was it the eggs or something eggs
2: yeah yeah, so, was the
0: yeah. Eggs run. they're still doing the, well the they just egg reported
2: actually last they just reported last week tuesday 227 versus 215 but it's not like it was those egg prices were exploding in Kill the those eggs were going
1: everybody knew that way. was just
2: a one-off though
1: i think ever since then i've lowered my egg eating like i don't even eat that many eggs anymore i don't even buy them in the grocery store anymore i've gotten to the point i'm just like i got over it <laughs> I,
2: I've never really understood why this is trading with the valuation that it is. and Maybe it's just because it's propped up and those earnings are not sustainable here. But it's got the 11. Is that right? It has an 11% dividend. Is that right? Yeah,
0: I remember you mentioned that.
2: Yeah. Mentioned. And obviously, its still continues to go down here. So I just don't know if those are like sometimes, you know, like PXD does the dividend. And they change it up all the time. Um, I don't know if Calmines, calmine is, is you know, they always do the same dividend there. But when you bring it up, you see 11% dividend. You're like, oh, that's nice. Then you see the PE of three. You're like, oh, that's nice too. But again, it's, you know, on egg prices. need uh, 3D chicken
1: eggs. 3D chicken eggs coming soon. Egg guys. whites. Coming soon.
0: Yeah, egg whites. That's what I eat. Egg All eggs. right, let's move
1: forward. Let's get to these notable analyst ratings for the day. Um, first one, True Securities upgrading Camping World Holdings to buy. What do you guys think about that? Who's going and buying a camper now? If you didn't buy it in 2020, you're telling me you're gonna go and buy it now?
2: I don't know if it's a valuation call. I don't think I think CWH last time I looked trading with a pretty low PE. Maybe this is a value call or something. Let's go look. PE on this. P forward's nineteen, so that's a market multiple, which you know isn't fantastic by any means. The stock got killed. What happened on the? Set? I don't know. Must have missed earnings or something? Maybe three days no, ago. I... I, I'm i a yeah. smart man, but I don't know a lot about. I don't know. I, know. I know. Seventy three cents versus eighty one yeah, on is a big first... mess. So why do you want to upgrade? Are they upgrading to neutral? Or are they upgrading to buy? To buy. I guess they're buying the dip they're uh, buying
1: some dip they have to know something well, i don't know missing earnings. there's no You're way like... i'm putting a buy on this in this current environment nah, with interest I'd, I'd rates that too. high remember the the price tag of some of these rvs right calculate that with the interest rates that are this high who the hell is buying an RV in this interest rate environment? That's why I
2: don't understand Winnebago either. WGO, I've not understood this, but it continues to just hang out at the highs, Winnebago. I don't know. And gas prices are climbing back up too, money, Mitch. Yeah, what I don't get where? this I, trade I at up all. Enough, Yeah, <laughs> 67 a liter in Canada now. That's approaching like the highs. Like this gas price is I don't know if it's doing that in the States too. It is, but the gas prices in Canada are not far from where they were back, you know, a year ago, and we we're all complaining about gas prices. They are creeping back up, and it's a little bit of a jaw dropper now. When you fill up my minivan, I'm filling up I'm over a hundred bucks in gas. What so, do you think about
1: this chase here on UBS upgrading Wayfair to buy and raising price target to one ten?
2: Late. Very, 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 man. very, 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 late. The stock was $30 two months ago. It's $85. They're so late on this one. With that so being said, late, there's, man. there's a squeeze happening in Wayfair, though. The reason that yeah. Wayfair is up as much as it is, is this is another one of those squeeze stocks. It was on the list. We know we go to that highshortinterest.com and look at those lists. And that's where a lot of retail traders go as well, because that's what they were doing back when they were squeezing everything two years ago. The squeeze is on here. It's a long ways from all-time highs. I'm scared to short this stock, but if you're in this, it went from 30 to 85. You got major resistance. going to be at 90 now.
0: It went to 90.71 two days ago. Yeah. yeah, I I know. Good good levels here. High close in the move made on Thursday, 84.67. You're just above that now. I'd see what happened at uh, at Friday's. Or yeah, Friday's high, eighty six ninety two. I can't make it a a three star because there's only been wa- uh, one high there. But I'd keep that'd be a good target. Bosu there, well, maybe uh, ninety seventy one. That's the high of the move. But you know, also, I mean, you look at the you look at the top right chart, and you're like, holy macro, man, what a move, thirty five to ninety. This thing is overdone. But then yeah, you look I don't at the know, bottom left chart, you. and you're like, "Well, baby, 369 down <laughs> to what? 40? How low did it get? 28, 11? Wow, maybe it's they, just they, getting they, going. But
1: they better be selling a lot of furniture. Let me just say that much. Uh, I, let's I, keep going. My wife going. buys some
2: stuff on there. We, we buy some there. stuff. I, there I
1: bought in some stuff, but there's a whole other ball game. I think going from 30 to 110. It's that's, that's just a went bit a up push. so
2: far. Where were you upgrading this a month ago when it was <laughs> yeah, 50 man. or 40 or it hung out at 30 forever? A the to train the has left here. the station, and I'm not sure it's not the long black train. So I am not a fan of riding the W black train.
1: All right, let's go ahead. Let's get to market structure Mondays. All right, Tim Quas, of course,
3: founder. And- yeah structure. How are we doing today, Tim? I'm um, Well, thank you. And I think Ride the W Black Train is a Bob Dylan song, I believe. <laughs> I, believe it? It I believe it is, yes.
2: Taking uh, it back to Bob Dylan. What, Sean? It. What, it's Dylan? A
3: deep track. I love Dylan. What, it's a
2: deep what's track. Sean? Yeah. Tim, well, do you have a song in the background? We're getting a little feedback. I'm not sure if you can. I,
3: I, you know, I don't, but I, want, I don't have a mic on. So if oh, you okay. want. If you want, I can put one.
2: It's not bad. It's okay. We can be okay. Uh, If you're in your
0: car, turn down your radio. (laughs) That's what he
3: always says. No, I'm sitting in the conference room. I just decided I wouldn't use the the earpiece, you know, and sometimes that's a bad decision. So uh, anyway, nice to see you guys. Yeah. Happy Monday. Tim,
2: Uh, what do you think of these markets here? Because we have kind of, I've been arguing for the last seven days here now that I feel like sentiment has turned to a certain extent. It's turned to profit-taking, where we've had such an incredible first half. I've argued the back half is not going to be as easy. We've seen now a couple of days where the market has been up and the rug pull has happened. We saw it a week ago from Thursday, and then we saw it on Friday as well. We were having a fantastic morning on Friday. Then they pulled and they dropped at 60 points. It feels like the rips are being sold. And the dips that are being bought are not holding here now. It feels like something has changed.
3: Uh, yeah, and I'll tell you how how we think about this from a market structure standpoint. You know, we it was probably has it been three weeks now? I think three weeks ago, roughly, we all talked about this Nasdaq 100 rebalance and uh, for for those just as background so the the nasdaq got concerned that there's you know too much weighting in the largest seven tech stocks and so they basically shaved 12% off of those in their index weighting and sprinkled it down through the remaining 93 and we were talking about that i want to say it was it was the the week of the end the friday would have been the 14th so whatever the so whatever the Monday would have been, that was it was that long ago, almost a month ago. And uh, we talked about, well, how could that, I mean, could that be a problem for the market because the market is so dependent on that that largest seven. So yes, there from a market structure standpoint, Dennis, things changed. Uh, and I'll show you, and it's interesting that on July 11, July 11 was the day that the way we look at the market, the way we look at supply and demand, that the market is driven by supply and demand, and when there's excess demand and insufficient supply, stocks rise. And when those conditions deteriorate, they fall. By the way, here's Wayfair. Uh, I might as well do this since I pulled all three of those stocks up. Quick, just a quick aside. If you're, you know, if you want to think about stocks like that and and wonder what is happening behind price and volume, yeah. which are consequences. Price and volume are consequences of the underlying supply and demand. And the demand comes from purposes with different time horizons. It's not all the same. Everybody isn't buying and selling the market for the same reason that you are. And so, uh, it, I mean, you traders, right? So look at Wayfair. It's had excess demand. This is demand here, and I have, won't lose my train of thought. It's, it's 10, and it remains well above five. So if you're using, if you look a longer term, keep your portfolio weighted towards stocks that are above five and where supply is trending down. And that has been true for Wayfair, certainly across this 30 day period, but it's been even longer. And this is why it popped, Joel, there was a big drop in supply. Short interest, folks, if you try to squeeze high short interest stocks, be careful because you're you're not recognizing how the stock market works. Most of the shorting in the market comes from market makers who are exempt from having to locate shares to short. Their job, the SEC has decreed, is to make bids and offers of 100 shares. What if no one underneath that who actually owns the stock offers any for sale? How would you have stock? Well, market makers just create it like the Federal Reserve does in a a reserve banking system. Okay, now back to the point. I wanna go to the broad market sentiment. I said on July 11, Here's where we hit the red line. July 11, price of SPY was 442 Statistically, and we measure data. This is what we do, we're a data analytics firm. Statistically, the probability that the market will be higher a month later is below zero. Now, it doesn't happen every time. What happens in between can be very distorting. So right now we go from July 11. Ahead of that, uh, Nasdaq 100 rebounds 442, and on Friday we were at 446. We're almost back to July 11. And notice that this this is demand. The green part of the graph is a that algorithm. It is measuring buying and selling by investors and how it affects average prices. And so we can measure buying and selling. And then this is SPY, the price of SPY. Notice that they track each other pretty well. Gives you some predictive capability. Now it's falling. Here is why the market is deteriorating. Very simply, demand is falling and supply is rising. That you can see it coming. Now, Mm -hmm. why is that occurring is the the big question. And here's part two of my answer, and I realize it's a long-winded answer, but I think that this is important. Here is, we can, over on the corporate side of the business for public companies, we measure patterns of behavior in the market. And so when you see a big purple and green pattern in the market like this that is started after the 24th the 24th was when the nasdaq rebalance took effect following that this pattern of green and purple this is exchange traded funds like the triple q this little bit of blue that you see in there that's closet indexers this is the supply demand balance in the S&P 500, it deteriorated dramatically. Back here, we had more buying green bars than selling red bars. Now we have a lot more heavy downside pressure coming from ETFs. There is the rebalance effect and it hasn't finished. Now, I don't know, it might be fine, but you could look at that data. And then if you're an edge user, edge mob, you look at deteriorating uh, demand you know we're above six. You know we're unlikely to continue to go higher because that's what the math tells us. And now supply is rising. Well, those are all reasons to stop putting money into the market. Really, it's simple. Do I do it? No, I still try to trade. And and so then I get stopped out more. And you wonder, well, why am I getting stopped out? There's a very simple mechanical reason for it. When there is excess demand, all the intermediaries will lift the offer to sell, they'll sell stock to you at a higher price. When the supply-demand balance deteriorates and volatility diminishes, why the VIX is a lousy leading indicator, it's a lagging indicator. Now, what are they going to do? They're going to lower the bid. Well, what will happen? You get stopped out. (laughs) So how would you avoid that? Well, you go, well, I guess I'll just take my money out when this thing starts to deteriorate. And this thing starts to rise. Maybe that'd be a good reason to go park my money in cash at four and a half percent. Or the
2: alternative is like the market works two ways. And, um, you know, I buy stocks and I short stocks. And some people, you know, don't like shorting stocks. Some people think it's completely un-American to short stocks. But, you know what, it keeps the market efficient. And I mean, shorts are working better right now. I'm not going to lie. They did not work well in the first half, but they are working a lot better right now blindly shorting the rips on some of these pops on these stocks is working. Um it started working a couple yep. of weeks ago and it continues to work very well to Friday's point. Anybody who was shorting Monday morning or Friday morning was probably making a lot of money by Friday afternoon. So where the shorts yep. have been losing 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 they are starting to win again.
3: Yeah this Agreed. is Mike- I shorted I shorted the market last week too. I now I do it in a very low risk fashion which you can do too traders. I use SH so it's a short S&P 500 very liquid vehicle. It's not going to give you massive returns. But, you know, if you, you know, you short a couple thousand sh- and it's very liquid. Trades there are oftentimes a million shares at the bid and the offer. You can get fill any size trade. Yeah, so size it makes it very easy to do that. And when you see this, you know, you can just say, well, this is starting to tick down. Don't worry about what the price does next. You already have a leading indicator that tells you demand is deteriorating and supply is rising. Put it, that's when I did it. I put a short on right there. I closed mine out last week, but I may put it back on. You know, I can always come back this week and and uh, see how things look. But yeah, I agree with you, Dennis.
1: Now I want to take a look. Of course, uh, it seems like even on Friday I was drawing it out. I was drawing like a rectangle on the pattern. It seems like we're getting a lot of range moves from the bottom to the top of the range, and with that, of course, comes a lot of stopouts. I've been seeing, of course, on live trading. Why do you think we've been seeing a lot of stopouts, Tim?
3: Well, it's exactly what we've just been talking about. And by the way, this is how this is what I do. So if and and I bought I bought McDonald's on Friday near the close. And it, I don't know how it's gonna go, but uh, here's what I do. So here's McDonald's MCD. It's got demand at five. Very so all these are fives. This is the low volatility portfolio, and so it's it is a low volatility stock. All the low volatility hedging portfolios are gonna have stocks like this. Highly liquid. They trade a lot. They have a lot the big trade size. That's what this is. Dollars per trade. Big trade size. You know to get into the top five hundred, you got to have about five thousand dollars per trade so these are all very liquid stocks and mcd moves 1.4 percent every day high to low so you know if the it's at 287 now and so it, it was 280 last week it was 289 and it dropped to two close to 287 i thought well i'm buying that but all i'm after is 70 basis points and to answer your question mitch I know I'm at higher risk now because traders are more likely to lower the bid than than raise the offer. All right. So I have to shrink my expectation of return. Now, before I would say I want one percent. Well, now maybe I just want 50 basis points on that. You say, well, is that even worth it? Well, 50 basis points a day isn't bad (laughs) if you can get it. But you have to realize that is why you're getting stopped out more traders. It's not complicated. It's not a failure of data. It is simply the mechanics of the market. And as demand deteriorates and supply rises, what happens to prices? They fall. And so you have to realize you have to change your expectation. I'm not going to make much there, but take it. Okay. And I want to let me give you a case in point, my own situation, because I think it'll be helpful for you as a trader. I traded Upstart on Friday. So I think it's still in here. Yeah. So Upstart is a very volatile stock. 9% 9% volatility. So when it was down 8% on Friday, I was like, well, that's all of its volatility. I'm buying that. Uh, but but I put my limit up 4%, <clears throat> half that too much in this market. It immediately went up $2, two per, you know, roughly 2%. Uh, so I should have taken that. And instead, I didn't, and I got stopped out. Now, I didn't lose much because I had a very low, you know, I only put it down about 30 basis points, but the bid was lowered and my order was filled on the downside. I should have taken the 2%. That's what you do when you know supply and demand are deteriorating. All the data are there. They can tell us what's gonna happen, but we are human beings are greedy. We want want more, so you just have to temper that, yeah.
0: I mean, what about biggest... timing this market real quick before we let you go, Tim? I mean, because
3: yeah.
0: you know, I can like I know like Friday. Oh, yeah. what an easy day! Well, it was yeah. an easy day. I mean. I got frustrated, you know, on the way up, you know, and getting stopped. And then I just said, okay, yep. I'm just, you know, the market's going up today. And then you step away from your desk for like an hour and a half or two hours, it completely comes unraveled. So I mean, you know, really. And I'm like, what's going on? You know, what's going on? What's the news? Well, no news or anything, but uh just talk about how difficult it is the time the market and uh if you have any, you know, whether it's short term, longer term, I don't try and do it longer term, but just talk. about the difficult task of timing the market
3: right and of course the orthodoxy is that you can't time the market all of the advisors will tell you you know present this data saying well if you miss out on the best you know five percent of days then you don't have any gains uh that you can't time the market well i i don't i believe that you can uh, and that you should and it's not that you're timing the market you're merely using data to know when, just like in any environment, is it a good investment environment in private equity in this thing or that thing? You will know when those conditions change. Not a great time to invest in EV now in private equity. Back up two years ago, three years ago, it was. Well, the same principle applies in the broad market. And again, we're data analysts. I ran data personally with the, you know, we have a utility that uh, one of our engineers built and I can put in parameters, and I ran three-year data using low-volatility stocks, and that portfolio produced a 58% return over the trailing th- three years, August to, August 2020 to present. And I'm getting to your answer, Joel. And over that time, SPY was up 27%. So I could double the performance of the market, but that's not what mattered. There are 796 trading days, August roughly 4th 2020 to August 3rd 2023. And I produced that 58% return in a model. It's not, you know, models don't necessarily jive to reality in 335 days. So I had the remaining 420 some days where I could do something else with that money, maybe put it into real estate, into private equity, this thing or that thing. So can you time them? Well, you should. You shouldn't have your money at risk when all of the data are telling you that it's going to deteriorate. And what I used for the risk overlay was simply this broad sentiment when it when, when it rose over 6 I took my money out when it bottomed and returned to rising and supply fell I put it back pretty simple model to run and so I believe Joel that it's a it's wise to be aware of broader risk and to reduce your exposure to the market when it presents higher risk and increase your exposure when it presents lots of opportunity but it comes back to understanding how the market works and what the money's doing
2: All right. That's the point to pre-market prep, just to sum up, is we try to be a market timing show. I mean, if you want, and I think from a long-term investments perspective, dollar cost averaging over the course of 30 years is probably a good way to make money in the long run. But if you're tuning into this show, it's probably because you like trading. It's probably because you want to learn to time the market more. I think what Tim is saying, it is possible to time the market. Not everybody has to do this. If you have a day job, you know, you've got to put your time. If, if you're trying to be a full-time trader, your job is to time the market. So your job right. is to look at all the facts, to look at, you know, this. And this has been my job for 23 years. I'm a full-time trader. I am a market timer. It is my job. I'm going to be wrong sometimes. I'm going to be right sometimes. If I'm right more than I'm wrong, I make money. Or if I make more on my, lose, my winners and my losers, I can still be right, even though if I'm wrong, more than 50% of the time. So yep. market timing is possible, is what Tim is saying.
3: Yep. And... To a shameless plug at noon Eastern time today, I'm doing an, an uh, interactive brokers webinar that is basically on that topic. It is about using volatility and supply-demand imbalances for short-term gains, very much about timing the market. Look, and it's not perfect. There's no perfect system. But if yeah. you have, you stack the probabilities in your favor and you're happy taking singles instead of home runs, you can be very successful. And so I'm going to talk about that at noon Eastern time, Interactive Brokers. You can find it that way if you if you want to join.
1: All right. Tim Quas, founder, CEO, Market Structure Edge. You guys see the link in the chat. Get your free trial today. Thank you, Tim. Like always, good to have you.
3: Thank you. Good to see you guys. Have a great Thanks, week.
1: Sam. All right. Let's get back to the markets. How are we looking,
0: Joel? Rebound rebound at basketball uh we are back up near the highs of the session forty five twenty two is your high currently trading forty five eighteen so when I told Dennis to watch his bids I should have been telling them to place bids Yeah, um, so. we're thin on the upside i i don't you know I don't have a great level you know if you really yesterday's high is way up there um I don't have um really anything until i i I'm gonna try and be patient, wait for this forty-five forty area. If I'm looking to short, we'll see what happens uh this morning. It's another twenty handles away. We got a few minutes left. Do we wanna do do we All got right, some more? So this is what stuff? we're gonna do
1: since since we got a bunch to go through. We're not gonna do any levels. We're just gonna say, Do you like it or do you not like it? Ooh, of course, like always, like you guys out there. You guys always out there. Take your own levels, your own investment decisions. Understand? We're just gonna play kind of a game here with these headlines. Okay, game. Let's, Let's go. roll it. All right. First one up: Wells Fargo's upgrade of DraftKings to overweight, raising price target to thirty-seven. You like it or you don't? I, I like, like
2: DraftKings, but I can't chase it.
1: I like it here. NFL season coming up. What do you think, Joe? You like it? Shorting opportunity.
2: All right, let's, let's keep it moving. Let's go to Piper Sandler's. I'm scared of that. I, I'm taking the other side of that.
1: Piper Sandler's upgrade on Monster Beverage to overweight. Raising price target to 63. Do you like it? You don't like it? I say you like it. Charge up. I say fade it. Monster fade beverage. it. Fade it. All right,
2: Joel, ugly, you like uh, it?
0: Ugly red candle. There'll yeah, be sellers I'd into sell it. this.
2: Yeah,
1: All
0: I'm right. What about you D-whackers
1: out there? d trading D-whack. higher, of course, and pre-market after uh, pre-market at their former president, Trump, Truth Social, uh, Trump entering a plea of non-guilty, trying to bring the Supreme Court into this. Um, and I it really is trading he higher here. Guilty. Do you like it? <laughs> I'll tell you I one like thing. I, I've dogs. never liked it. I'll just keep I, moving not, that it one. doesn't
2: mean i'm selling it or shorting it i just don't like it so I'm i just never it. liked it yeah i think we need to clarify we don't like it, it means we're not buying if we do like it, it means we're buying it so yeah I'm, it's as simple as that like it, i'm not buying it
0: no comment
1: yellow corporation files chapter 11 but expects to repay all secured debt oh yell the recent stock that was getting people to scratch their heads like bankruptcy oh the stock goes up 200 300 percent 500 percent, right
2: I don't like it, guys. No. I mean, it's down and these stupid things like who could do anything. Maybe it squeezes and goes back up. I don't buy bankrupt companies.
0: All right, Lucid. For today? Wait, you're skipping uh, me I, now? I'm, I'm, I'm moving. I'm moving Joel says for today. Go Joel, what buy you the got? dip in yellow? Yeah, I'll buy the dip in yellow. Just buy the dip if in If I was short. Uh, it's just so hard. Like, buy, but yeah, this thing was uh, five bucks the other day. Now it's under two. I mean, it's got like to got to Bullish.
1: <laughs> All right, Lucid Group uh, getting a little bit of a lift here in the pre-market after they dropped prices of three trims of Lucid Air EVs over the weekend. Lucid is scheduled to report after the bell today, I would sell this in a heartbeat.
2: I've hated Lucid since birth i'm i've had a five dollar price target dennis on it. We'll, get right it on the show. we'll get right one day we'll get right
1: we're gonna get this i don't thing ever down. hit
2: five it never did hit the five it got to we'll 5.46 we'll i gave that one it was 50 when it was 40 when it was 30 i thought eventually it's going to five that's 5.46 didn't quite get there i still think eventually it gets there but i don't short into reports either though so a lot of people have been you know long this and been hurt bad not uh, not not story. a stock
0: valid of my opinion
2: That doesn't even warrant Joel's opinion. That's how much he dislikes
1: Lucid. All right, last one here. Man U uh, is trading a little bit higher, but what I really wanted to bring in, this was an interesting attachment of Tom Brady announcing a minority investment in Thursday's champion English soccer club, Birmingham City as more celebrities and athletes own stakes and professional teams. And we're keeping an eye on Man U, of course. They're still trying to sell this, right? Yeah. Uh, the Glazer family exploring sales of the team. Of course, they they actually owned uh, the Tampa Bay Bucks, right? The same family that owns Malcolm Man U.
0: Malcolm yeah, Blazer. the Glazer
1: family, they they own it. And so a lot of people were thinking, well, why didn't Brady go to that? But, hey, we'll we'll see what happens here. Man U is getting the lift here.
2: I um, I think it might get it bought eventually, but I don't chase stocks. So I don't like it today. I like it on dips.
0: It filled the gap moving yeah. up. I mean, I'm not, I, I, if I was buying it, I tried work to buy today, but, uh, it's, just, it's come down. It's also going to get taken out at some price. I don't know what, I think it so is, too. No. Somebody's so buying I'm like, it I'm it not, su- you know, I've, it'd be ridiculous yeah. to sell or short. This I think it's be getting taken out. You know. I think
2: we're going to see, man, you gone in within, within, I'm going to, I'm going to even say within 12 months. I think somebody's buying it.
0: All right.
1: And like always, keep your eyes out for earnings stocks as we come to earnings this week. I'll put the calendar on the chart right here. Like always, you guys can get this calendar on our Twitter. if You guys don't already have it. What are you guys looking forward to later in the week? Oh, Palantir is
2: exciting tonight. So let's see what they do with Palantir. It has been on an incredible run. It has run straight up into the report here as well. Not straight up into the report, I guess, but straight up for like two months. Sold off a little bit into the report. I mean, they're going to drop AI 10,000 times on that call, I'm sure. <laughs> so I don't Does know. Does AI that, matter that anymore? Yeah, well, I don't know. Ah, Volunteer, maybe, maybe not. If they come out with something new.
1: Yeah, they actually have to give me some numbers. I've been talking about this on my Twitter. Give me some numbers. Show me the money in AI. If you don't uh, show me the money, I ain't believing it. I'm
2: very interested in what Disney has to say on Wednesday. Still no position Disney. in Disney. Very interested because the parks were firing on all cylinders, are they struggling now? I mean, Disney has so many problems here. I mean, poof going to be the highlight of the week, really, is Disney's on Wednesday. Oh, it's not,
0: man. You guys don't... What do you
2: What do you think of the highlight Thursday and is.
0: Friday. It's the CPI and the PPI. No, oh, we're not talking you earnings. Slept, you slept, you slept you, through the Joel whole digresses. show. Who cares about earnings? The earnings season, it's over. We got Apple. We got all these stocks. <laughs> kind of, we'll get some retail. Yeah, it's can, all about the numbers at the end of the week. You guys, go, go back to sleep, and uh, we'll be back tomorrow Joel, morning. Joel
2: doesn't care about earnings. He just cares about the this, this S&P fee i care about earnings
0: data dog
2: looking at tomorrow ups yeah, tomorrow the highlights twilio um, you know which one up, i think might get direct? interesting
1: yeah upstart i think upstart I, I, it's gets it's run wrecked. so far
2: i think if it pops i think it gets sold so yeah so that's gonna upstart. be an
1: interesting one but we the hardest thing that i can't do i don't know about you dennis but i can't short into that report even though i think that it could come down no, i know i can't you know, short into that report. i think i would short the pop i think it algos okay like if you saw a lift in the in the after hours before the report like they gave you like a report
2: Report comes out i think it could pop on the report and i think if you got guts i don't have a lot of guts sometimes but it's been the play to short some of these stocks (laughs) on these reports i'll tell you it's been hard for me to do that. is a crazy like that's that's it went to 68 It's, it's it's going down again on friday 57 i mean it just I like the gap stocks. down. So the below. Shopify downfall again was when that president was on there, and he was like dropping AI as many times as he possibly could, and then he's like so desperate to try to get the stock to go higher, he says Barbie. I was like, oh my gosh, this is just I, a sell when you're doing stuff. I'm like looking this. for they this can this, can this gap,
1: Phil. I'm looking for something in this gap for Shop. Uh, I wanted it at forty. I'll take it at fifty-one or fifty. And so if it can come can back to that, that down level, down yeah. yeah, if it can come back down that level, fifty-one, fifty, 50 would be good that's a good level start using prior kind of resistance like 48 49 to kind of risk off of i need to get closer for shop i'm not buying it up here at 57 even though there's some support right underneath it at 57 yeah and of course we'll have to keep watch also on amazon because that had a decent move on friday but of course didn't really continue ripping right and so one thing i'm worried is that amazon comes down into that gap zone and that's how you get shopped through that support so I'll be watching Amazon today to see if it comes back into this gap. Did not sell any strong.
2: Amazon. It's the one that I've got still. I have to hold something. I sold half the AMD. You know, I, I, I sold a lot of stock. I sold more stocks on Friday on the pop. I sold Oxy. So I'm now out of my Oxy Oh, out of Oxy. gone. All right. And I was like, it went down to 62 day and then pop back up to the 64. Year. I was like, I'm gone. I'm gonna get a shot, I think, back at 58, and and I think I'm gonna get a shot back at the 57-58 zone. So I'm completely out of Oxy now. That was in there a long time, and then um, and it was good. I mean, we day traded off that 58, the Warren level. We traded it. Now I took the swing trade off, and you know the longer term trade off. All here, Oxy 58 level paid us. Um, so time to pay, get paid, move on on Oxy. Maybe it comes back to that Warren Buffett 57-58 area. I'll reload. And then there was another one I sold. Oh, what else did, did I sell? You, did
1: that? you get rid of PXD yet? Or no, you still I have it. PXD.
2: It's my only oil stock left. I was nice. like, I got to hold one. I like PXD. Look at the thing. Bounce right back again. Yeah, I, I, I sold it on that PXD one dip day. That's why I'm like sticking with it. Not I've bad been one. from Q15. I feel like this one could eventually get bought. But I sold something else on Friday. I can't remember. I was taking more risk off. It was another one that popped up. And then everything was popping Friday morning. What the hell did I sell? I don't know. i have to look at the portfolio, but I'm sure I'm approaching 60% cash, which is the highest I've been in over a year. So, I mean, I'm nervous about this market. I've been saying I'm nervous. I'm like, I'm raising cash up on the long-term accounts and I'm, you know, leaning to the short side on a lot of my trading.
1: All right. I do still got XOM, uh, Larry, talking about that one. I'm going to just keep watching it. And I think the big level for me is it not coming back below this trend line here. So that's around the 106 area. And that's all this bearish, uh, time from May all the way into the recent break that we got towards 108. Just recently on Friday, we were up there towards 109. I think a move to 110 gets us completely out of this range. So that's what I think the bulls need to keep this going. Of course, a pullback to that trend line would be a little bit concerned, especially if we get back towards the 105. I'm in on xlm at 103.27, so ways away from here and can let the stock work. We'll see what happens.
2: You know what else I sold on Friday was my Micron. I'm there you go micro, that gave you I'm enough time two. to take a look there yeah micron? it was all over the place it popped up i was in this thing it went up to like 75 and then they had the earnings and it was up on the earnings and then they disappointed it went all the way down to 60 and came all the way back up in the 70s and'm like you know what i'm just done i'm done with micron it's too cyclical it bounces around so dang much it was a good trade i bought you know or a good you know i made three or four points on it i think three points maybe right. um so it ended up working out at the end i'm I, I think i'm gonna get a shot to get this back at 60
1: all right we'll see what happens there in tesla today did you see any news on tesla i saw it was down about like two percent
2: no it's just kind of hanging out here just hanging and tesla out, right? looks heavy to me so if you want to do a technical tesla looks heavy it looks yes. like it wants to take out the 250 sorry to the bulls here i think the easy money has been made in tesla 150 to two to almost 300 doubled from may to july cool off period i think i think you got a date with the 240 double bottom that we had in <laughs> june takes nice. that out you could have a date in the lower 200s i actually think the tesla chart looks very
1: heavy to me i'm with the same exact dennis dick technical analysis there <laughs> you guys go ahead and of course check out my man triple d trader on twitter give him a nice follow always good to have you dennis go do what you do best and you did get some steak in you this weekend oh so i know that you got I'm some calories to it, burn off like,
2: feeling that steak so burn eat, those calories 40 ounces of steak in me that's for sure
1: and go get that trading action dennis you have a great week my friend See you guys all right let's go ahead let's get you guys over to live trading that's coming up next you guys don't got to go anywhere for live trading action you guys can just stick right here and continue going all through your trading day on Benzinga. we got live trading coming up next from 9 10 to 11. then we got the trader bacon show where you guys find out about traders getting all that bacon in the markets and of course later today, start swing trade 3:30. Don't miss it. I'll see you guys later today as I wrap up the market and get into all the market action. Of course, I take a look a lot at rotation, always trying to keep you guys involved with the sector outlook. So, if you guys are interested in intermarket analysis and you want to learn more about that, how we can use sectors and industries to work backwards in the market versus how majority of people do where they work forward in the market. They look at stocks that are up and then look to see why the industry and sector is up. No, I work it backwards. So find out all that on, of course, Start Swing Trade. That's what I love to do, of course, is trying to stick with the rotation and being quicker than most. All right. If you want to see that, that's at 3.30 later today. And of course, our book club will be joining up on Tuesday. Don't miss that. That's tomorrow, 7.30 PM Eastern. Let's get to this market. Smash the like if you guys enjoyed pre-market prep today. And I'll see you next time right here on pre-market prep tomorrow morning. And of course, you know, pre-market prep, we're always here to try to push you guys forward. And this is for informational purpose, not for investment advice. And hosts and guests may maintain positions in the securities discussed now to go to live trading smash that like you guys are always here where we level the playing field on benzinga and grow your trading skills now to get you over to some live trading action let's see what lord ryan can get into today and myself we also got nick brown for some news so come over check it out